Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And today we're talking about Batman, the Dark Knight, the Cape Crusader, dresses up in spandex, runs around rooftops, has a little boy sometimes. (laughs) He does have many little boys. And sometimes those little boys are quite underdressed. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, they, they could definitely be wearing more clothes look, as opposed I, to less. I, I love Batman, but if you if you're having a look, if you're hanging out with a little boy, at least let the little boy wear pants. Well, a lot and of the times, yeah, if it's his decision, tell him, hey, we're going out in pants. public, put on some pants. Do you He's think- a parent. That's the thing parents do. You, like um, Gotham gets pretty cold because it, you know it's in New Jersey oh, yeah, in the winter. No, you think freezing. Robin has pants for the winter time? Um, you don't see him wear pants. You don't yeah. see pants Robin until like third Robin in. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess that's fair. That's uh. what that's what thing I've oh, in my head. It's not really that way, but. Uh, Jason Todd Robin, Robin number two. He's supposed to be the badass, mean, edgy Robin, but he's wearing the no pants. So it's kind of hard to see him that well, way. He doesn't really get like that till he's like 16. And by then, I think he does get pants sometimes. No, because he gets like that. Like they have the no pantsless Robin. That's always how I thought it was. It was no pantsless Robin when he's basically Dick Grayson number two. But then when they kind of redo his origin of him stealing the mo- Batmobile wheels and everything and like smoking in a abandoned apartment and whatnot, he's still rocking the no pants. Oh, look, I mean, I'm if it glad, works, it works. I am glad we haven't dissolved into referring to them as the Robin panties. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to bring it up if you didn't, <laughs> but you did. So I did, in fact, bring it up. Um, I mean, we're already on a bit of a Robin train. Favorite Robin? Uh, my favorite Robin is, oh, I don't know. I've been, 
I've been swinging around to Jason Todd as of late, but my favorite Robin has always been Dick Grayson. I know that's a little ba- basic bitch answer. Yeah, it's a, or bit, whatever. It's a bit. It's a bit like saying, like, "Oh, my favorite donut is the glazed donut." No, yeah, but no, it's like saying my, my favorite, favorite ice cream ninja- is vanilla. No, get out of here! It's like saying my favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo because he's the boring Ninja Turtle. Look, it's fair. But, to be fair, my some, my favorite ice cream is vanilla, and my favorite donut is glazed donut, and my favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo. Yes, because you're a basic toast bitch of a man. But my favorite Robin is not Dick Grayson. My yes. favorite Robin is Tim Drake. That's fair. But my favorite Robin has always been Dick Grayson, because for one, he is the first one. He's kind of that first uh little guy with the hammer coming at batman's cold cold heart yeah he's opening up that thing and two i like dick grayson a lot because you do you do see it with the other robins later on and i'm really glad they did this even though with uh tim drake it has some aftermath consequences that i'm not that into but anyway you I really like him because he's a Robin that grows up. Yeah. He's he's not stuck as like a teen for or a kid forever being Robin. You see him start as Robin. You see him work through Robin. And then you see him become Nightwing. It is weird that that brings up that Robin is more of a legacy character than Bruce. Oh, yeah. Than Batman. Than Batman. You know what I mean? Because Batman, all the only legacies Batman has is when he's like gone or disappeared and someone picks up the mantle or whatever. And he always like he's which, always coming back to it. The two only of those are mech suit Batman, which is he, a weird through yeah. line. But the only time it's an actual legacy Batman, a new person becoming the Batman is Batman Beyond. And yes. that's barely canon to anything outside of the animated oh no they did animated they did make it canon yeah but it's like comics and it's a possible future and like there's so many other options that the future might go and everything but it is the most consistent yeah it is in comics and everything but that's not that's not a definitive oh terry mcginnis is the next batman yeah um, although with Future's End, uh, which was um, a sort of post-apocalyptic thing the New 52 did, they mm-hmm. did specifically bring Terry in as like, this is the future, and he's like the big, he was basically the main character of that series for yeah. a while. Uh, the series sucked, just mm-hmm. in general. The designs were really dumb, and I just didn't really like it very much. It was, I didn't like most of the New 52. Yeah, no, that's fair. I do like Terry McGinnis as a a taker of the mantle of Batman. I like that he makes Batman his own thing. Yeah. And he's not mimicking Bruce Wayne Batman. He's Batman, but he's not Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. And I like that a lot. That's, That's a cool... That's a thing I... I'm a big fan for in legacies like blue beetle is a cool legacy because I think, every blue yeah. beetle is different but they're all still part of the same 
Blue Beetle family. I would I'd agree. I think Blue Beetle is probably the most interesting legacy character because mm-hmm. each one is so different yeah, from the next. No, I I think that's so cool. Uh Flash is a pretty good one, but each Flash is kind of basically the exact basically, same. Yeah, like I I really like when they like separate. Oh, these this is what makes the Flashes different. And mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Wally West, even I'm though I'm a big Barry guy. Yeah, I Barry Allen is my favorite holder of the mantle of the Flash. He is the Flash in my head, mm-hmm. but I like the character wally west more yeah i get that Mm -hmm. i like wally but i i don't know especially because he picked up the mantle of flash around that sort of 90s era Mm -hmm. i think he gets a lot of that sort of wrapped up in his character and i'm not huge on that that's fair um i like there's been that brief window of time when bart became flash i thought that was pretty interesting until they pretty unceremoniously killed him Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know as far as legacies goes um batman isn't really one like he is yeah he's he's a muddled legacy like dick grayson does become batman for uh for a bit uh tam drake does become batman uh there's a whole battle for the cow where like everybody's a batman uh commissioner gordon i'm not i don't like commissioner i gordon really didn't name. like the i don't uh, know i think you could have done so i don't know why it had to be commissioner gordon yeah um, that cop batman sounds like a cool thing yeah and i i don't necessarily hate mech suit Batman. it's not my preferred by any means but i don't necessarily hate a mech suited batman mm-hmm. um but i don't know the big bunny ears and the missiles. Oh, yeah. The design the, of the mech suit is not good at all. It's really uh, not. It's I've seen it in certain art styles where it's like, oh, yeah, that actually can look pretty good. But the default James Gordon mech suit Batman isn't good. And I do not like the suit he wears under the mech yeah, suit. Yeah, the weird, like, lanky skin tight. very gimp-like. <laughs> it's, look... To be fair, Batman is always sort of writing that line of gimp. Well, yes, but when you put the grays or like any, when you break it up, it takes away from that gimpness. That one is full skin tight, like basically gimp suit with like a belt on and a Batman cowl on. And that's I don't it. understand why he was so lanky. Jim Gordon has never been yeah, like depicted as a lanky, lanky guy. Like he's pretty like he's not big but he's real he's in shape and he's got relatively average sized guy yeah but he's like old he's not like destroyer shredded built although jk simmons is also old and he got destroyer shredded built to play yeah, Jim I, Gordon. I don't know why they why he bothered with that no, no i i know why he wanted to yeah look. He, they would pay him to do it and then yeah. he was on screen for like four minutes. And he was wearing like he was wearing clothes where you that just you couldn't tell. tell. He no, he did that because he wanted to and could get paid for it this way. Which look <laughs> fair. <laughs> what they should have done was uh, at the 
end of Spider-Man Far From Home had him shirtless, <laughs> had J. Jonah Jameson sitting there. No, dude. Shirtless. They're saving He's that for, for No Way Home. Oh, he, He's going to fight JK. JK is going to tear his shirt open. Yeah, exactly. That, I'm in for that. Give me that, film. <laughs> Man, that would be dumb. Yeah, that would fucking rule. Anyways, uh, Batman. <laughs> Batman is uh oh that reminded me um so we brought it up uh when we were talking about Superman and uh we sort of brushed past it but I do think it is something to talk about um we had said you know we made the joke that basically everybody does of Batman is a rich guy who dresses up in a weird costume and beats up poor people mm-hmm. which fair he is he, but, they, that would be an apt job description that would Batman. be a, yeah a, a, a on paper that's what he is but I do think that like it's a joke so obviously but it it sort of uh really lessens him as a character and i wouldn't really bring it up if i didn't see it pretty constantly brought up as like an actual reading of who batman is like um you see it a lot uh like in twitter circles and stuff people being like say bringing it up like they just thought of it like oh Batman's just a rich person who beats up poor people he could do so much more with just like helping the poor of mm-hmm. Gotham with his billions of dollars, which, yeah, he could. And he does like that. Oh, yeah. No, he he does do that. He, he gives in the DC universe. He's one of the biggest like philanthropists of like charities. that exists. Yeah. In fact, in most Batman media, whenever there's like, a, oh, we're at this charity event and then a villain attacks. It's usually a Wayne charity event. Yeah, it's it's he's always either running like charity events, uh, supporting charity events. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's and he's always his money's always going into Gotham, rebuilding shit, paying to make shit better, and like, like he's doing both. And uh, that really doesn't show the uh, uh, less than complete understanding of the people batman beats up on the regular yeah he beats up a lot of goons who are working class guys who need a job fair but he also like sure he could i guess make other jobs for them to go do but Mm -hmm. that implies that the only reason there are criminals in real life is because there's not enough money or jobs which yes look the argument could be made and there is that is a big reason but it's not the only reason yeah and also though in most times you do see goons it's made pretty apparent oh this is a shit person yeah like uh that's one thing you get in a lot of one of my favorite bits of the batman arkham games which we might talk about uh but you there's a lot of just goons talking Mm -hmm. and a lot of it's like they're normal guys having conversations but then you hear them like say shit like oh i fucking watched my mom choke to death and didn't even help her Mm -hmm. or anything and it's very apparent that these are shit people and a lot of them are they're already in jail and like in arkham city and everything for doing being criminals right like and, breaking the law and we're not talking about like oh they had a, a dime bag of weed back in 2009 yeah. no they're, we're they're talking like about assault a guy murder a yeah in an alley kind of guy yeah so like like when you see him deal with those sorts of criminals 
like the low level, not really violent criminals. He's scary to them and he puts fear into them, but he doesn't break their fucking legs. And no, shit. most will break in like a hand. Yeah, he'll knock them out at most. Um, and like none of that would do anything for like pretty much his entire rogues gallery. Like, there's no way you can just give Riddler a job and he would stop oh, yeah. doing riddles. Yeah, no, they're all criminally insane, which right. that gets to another thing yeah. where it's like, oh, they're mentally ill and everything. He shouldn't be doing this. But they're, it's comic books. It's exaggerated. They're mentally ill, yes, but they're also evil. Yeah. And on the other hand, he's also mentally ill. Like, he is also a mentally unstable man. Yeah, there's, for someone to be that obsessive over what they are doing, Yeah, there's got to be some screws. At the very least, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, I'm not like, oh, Batman shouldn't be out, like, helping people and everything. He should be in therapy. What he's doing works. He's helping people. He's feeling better about it. Does it it work? Well... How effective really is Batman? It doesn't work because comics need a status quo that they always need to come back. Yes, but... If you go through it, then no superhero is effective. Yeah, I mean... I mean, they're saving... There's the times when they've saved the world, and if not, the world will be destroyed. But that's the same thing with Batman. There's times where Gotham's about to be destroyed, and he's the guy stopping it from doing that. Yeah, I mean... The argument could be made that like no superhero is effective. The only ones who are aren't really superheroes anymore. Mm-hmm. They've just sort of fixed everything and they get to just be people again. Yeah. Which I would love to see. That would be a cool idea for like a like a mini series maybe. Yeah. It, it, I don't want it to be that's now the status quo of because it can't be that because it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, there's nothing there. But I would I would love to see like a like little mini series or like a bit in a animated show or something where it's just like yeah we did like uh and the justice league show they show the justice lord where everything's just mostly fine and you're like oh my god this it's like badass and everything but this also sucks ass (laughs) because for it to get to this level they have to be terrible people right and like they could have got to that level without being terrible people but with that sort of power it corrupts pretty easily but like what are you gonna do to stop the villains without killing or lobotomizing or dropping them in an inescapable prison or whatever how are you gonna stop that sort of thing of happening unless uh, you do the shit options well i don't think in- inescapable prison is uh, uh all that Mm-mm, terrible of a no. thing no no phantom zone is a terrible terror you're immortal you're stuck in a void it's that sounds that, like a good time to me you're you're you have a few screws loose that's a terrible time for legitimately everyone else that's why <laughs> zod doesn't come out of the phantom zone like oh i had a bit of a rest in there well, he Come didn't go he water. didn't go into the phantom zone a very stable man either look if people want to go into the phantom zone from their own free will that's their choice well prison he, isn't about free will that's okay but prison you're at least like actual prison 
They treat you like you're a human being who yeah. can have some entertainment and like you can do quote, slave labor. Unquote. Uh, enjoy food, but you could work out. You could read. Sometimes there's TVs. There's none of that shit in fucking. You could work out in the Phantom Zone. I don't think you can. If you don't age or anything, I don't think your body changes. Well, no, because not aging is different than your body. Like you get memory. You you are conscious. Your body has to change for that. Yeah, but like, can, okay, I'll can I shit in the Phantom Zone? I mean, until you don't no longer have anything in your system from no eating. Yeah, and then also, like, I guess you could tone down a bit, but you're not going to build any more mass on you. Well, yeah, because you've got no food in there to keep to actually build protein. But, like, you could do it just for fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, we could pull a page from uh, Civil War and not our real Civil War, although emancipating and no slave labor is a good idea. Uh, but... <laughs> uh marvel's civil war where they make a prison in the negative zone superman or batman like the justice league could just make a prison in the phantom zone there you get your books and your exercise and maybe even your food yeah okay but then that's building a system where someone is eventually going to break out it's an unbreak even though phantom zone is a bad example because people do get out of that yes it's Un, it's an unescapable prison when it's something you drop someone in and never see them again. Well, that's why I'm okay with the Phantom Zone. But like like the DC, like Batman or Cyborg or any of the other more, like Will Magnus, they could make robots. And then you just staff it with robots, make it mostly self-sufficient, and boom. You drop them in the prison and you leave them there. <laughs> Look, Yes, that's a good idea, but in you're still trying to be a good person and everything, and you're trying to make it comfortable and like be humane about it. And because of that, they're gonna find a way to get past it. Well, no, you set it up like Alcatraz. You can get past it. Feel free to try to break out, and then you're just in the regular phantom zone. Yeah, but some people have to be getting into the phantom zone to help set up that sort of thing. And that means there's a door that's opening in and out. There's no, a chance. You build it up first, set it all up, and then you just drop people in it using the projector. You never have to go in. Look, that's a good idea. Uh, if they're trying to be good and everything and they're still going for it. I just, in the world of comics, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, the only way to actually get them to stop doing whatever, and it's not even most cases, because resurrection is a thing, but it's to get real fucked about it. Paralyze them. Lobotomize them. Look, I'm okay with that. Kill them. Yeah, look, I'm saying, yes, it's a good idea, and it, it would get the job done, but it's fucked. I don't know. I think at a certain point, Batman, don't kill the Joker. I get it. No killing. But you're clearly fine no, with breaking no, bones. No, no, I That is the one thing I don't get. I've never heard a good explanation for Batman not killing the Joker, Joker without him being an asshole. The main one is the under the red hood one. 
oh, if I kill the Joker, then I won't be able to stop myself. I'll go and kill the Riddler and the Penguin and the Two-Face. And that's just being like, oh, so you're just a shit person without self-control. Yeah. What, like, what are you... What's then, let, then let someone else kill the Joker. Why are you fighting to keep the Joker alive is my thing. In that moment, he should have been fine if it was... If it was Jason Todd holding the gun and he's like, you kill me or I kill him, Batman should have been kill him and then no, walk away. No, because that's still, that might as well be him killing him personally. That's the um, problem. So then he's going to immediately go out and he's going to see that and be like, mm, guess it's time to kill every one of my yes, other villains. Yes, it'll be philosophically damning to be like, huh, I let him die. I could have stopped it, but I didn't. What's the difference between that and just going and killing them? The, the way to get past that is just somebody else hired to kill the Joker with Batman not knowing about it at all. Look, like Batman, if Jason had just done it, if he wasn't, if this wasn't to prove a point, then Batman could continue. Like he doesn't cry at night when two <laughs> goons stab each other in an alley over 50 bucks. Yes, but I think it's, it's that whole, it's the whole, uh, it's the point that people love to bring up, or especially Joker, is the whole Joker can't live without Batman. Batman can't live without Joker. And that's why he's fine with that sword. If he watched someone kill a goon, he's not going to worry about it. But he will fucking fight to the ends of the earth to keep the Joker alive. And that's because I think he needs the Joker, and he's an asshole for that. No, at, at- well, that's what I mean. He just can't personally let somebody be killed while he has a say in it. Like, if somebody hired Deadshot or Deadshot got a bee in his bonnet because he also likes Harley Quinn or whatever and just shot the Joker from two miles away, Batman wouldn't shed a tear. Batman, if he did that to the Joker and Batman heard about it, I'm, I could easily see a plot of a comic book being Batman going after the dead shot and being like oh no killing is wrong i'm taking you down for this and it's only because it's specifically the joker but he won't fucking admit it no he would go after dead shot no matter who dead shot shot if dead shot killed captain cold like off in central city or whatever no central city because then you not his give territory the excuse it's a flash if dead shot killed captain cold in just outside of Bloodhaven. He wouldn't give two shit. Well, no, he would still try to stop him and put him in jail. <laughs> if he if he came across that shot, he's not gonna make it a he's gonna be like, mm, I got shit in Gotham to deal with. If Deadshot killed like one of Batman's villains, say Poison Ivy down in Slaughter Swamp, unless Deadshot's like right there, Batman's not gonna be like, I'm gonna take a trip out to lot of swamp to take care of fucking dead shot now. i mean he would like that's literally batman's thing unless there's some immediately more pressing thing he does go hunting for villains no he will just stay in gotham and handle gotham shit he might bring it up with dead shot if dead shots in gotham he's like you killed poison ivy that one time too no he would definitely go after him he does that in literally everything, if he has the time and there's not an immediately pressing issue, he's searching for other villains who are doing things or have done things. Look, Deadshot's out there all the time. Batman's not always fighting people. Deadshot's killing people all the time. 
No, usually he's in jail and or a suicide squad. <laughs> Why hasn't the government just put Joker to down? Well, I mean, comic books, it's he's insane. So well, he is mentally can't. ill, and we don't just kill mentally ill people. Yes, that's the that's why we haven't done it legally. But because so you've been broken the law, you should also be put down. Well, look if if we just put him in, if he just killed a few like two people or whatever, and it he goes to jail and everything and he stays in jail that's fine if he keeps in taking up breaking out killing more people somebody should decide to put him down and if they're gonna go to jail for that so be it yes i agree that the justice system it, we should have a justice system and we should follow the justice system but if you're in a situation where you're seeing that that justice system isn't working off one small detail and this guy who's going through it's it, not just and- a small detail he is clinically medically mentally ill yes you don't just put down people who are mentally ill yes no i i agree with that you shouldn't put down a person because of their mental illness but that mental illness shouldn't be an excuse to tear apart and destroy lives of others and keep being able to go out and do that and then no one's going to do anything. Personally, I'd be fine with killing him or paralyzing him or whatever. That's fine. But I understand why, one, Batman doesn't have the authority and doesn't want the authority to do that. And why we can't just (laughs) let anybody who can do it. Anybody with a gun could kill the Joker. That doesn't mean anybody should. Look, if a... just a normal ass dude decided to pull the trigger on the Joker and kill him in Gotham. And I was a citizen of Gotham. I would hail that man as a hero. Yeah, I guess. I would also heal him as a murderer. With, yes, I would understand he did murder someone, but he did it for the greater good of the people. I guess. We'll just have to disagree on that. The, Look, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so and it's very strange that I'm. This argument usually goes the very other way. Oh yeah, no, this isn't about my personal morals. I'm fine with the death penalty for the most part. There are a lot of problems with yeah, it. Yeah, no, with I people who don't deserve to die being killed. Which is, yes, no, I don't think we should just be going out and killing, especially doing it legally but since with superheroes if since basically everything they're doing is already illegal and based off their choices their moral decisions if one of those decided i think one of those people should make the decision to stop the joker i think it shouldn't be up to them but fair enough fucking Superman will kill a Zod or a big monster. No, he won't. He kills a Zod a few times in movies, and I hate those decisions. Look, no, yeah, no. I Superman should not, as a character, Superman, as a fictional character, Batman should not kill. It's far more interesting that he doesn't kill, and it's 
way more engaging. Same thing with Superman. If I was in the universe and I would agree with the decision Superman made in Man of Steel, a snap in Zod's neck, I would have been like, oh, yeah, look, fair enough. He was a bad guy. He was going to kill everybody. You saved that family. You did it. But also, I don't want to praise that Superman too much because he did just fly through the city. No problem being like, oh, there's no people around. (laughs) Uh, That brings up something I've seen quite a bit, too, of people talking about that and then being like, oh, Superman destroys cities all the time when he fights. And this is now the second time we brought it up. Uh, A lot of times I'll bring up the episode Clash where he fights Shazam or Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel at the time. And they tear through like a like a city. <laughs> um, but that city specifically was empty. Literally yeah. no one lived in it. Now, I do think it was going to be a city for the poor. Yeah, I do think Superman should be the one character. And again, I'm there's separate opinions I have between being in their universe and being an enjoyer in, in, out of their universe, out of their universe. Uh, I think out of their universe, I think Superman should be like the one character who's very careful about that sort of thing. That's like trying his best. Uh, I'm going to keep as much destruction away from everybody else as I should and everything else around me. And I'm not a fan of one line like in Clash. It's fine. It's it's a established thing and everything that they're like oh this this city is specifically empty and everything Mm -hmm. but in a movie when you see a bunch of shit going down getting destroyed and one throwaway line is oh there'd be a lot of people there if it was work hours right now but Mm -hmm. now it's completely empty that sort of thing i don't like because how the fuck would superman know about that but to be fair to, to Zacky Boy's soups, what was he supposed to do? Yeah, no, he, 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 the man was just uh, just as strong and everything. It's the moments you see, it's for those moments, it's the moments you see where you see Superman grab him and fly through a building. It's when Superman's the one, like, not caring about mm-hmm. it and, like, not, if his actions were, like, like, say you saw Zod or whatever, like, go grab Superman, throw him through a building, everything. That's fine. There's nothing Superman can do about it. The moment Superman does it back to him, that's when it's a problem. Like, yeah. What the hell, I think Superman? the best, uh, the one scene that sort of encapsulates that, uh, probably the best for me, uh, Zod throws a, a gas truck at him. And instead of stopping it so it doesn't explode or checking if there's anybody oh, behind yeah. him, he or just it... he lifts up, goes down the middle, and stands back down as it explodes behind him. Yeah. Or he... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. They even, like, he didn't even glance to see if anybody yeah. was in the truck. Yeah, he or... didn't glance to see if there was a person in it or in the building behind him or anything like that. And that just shows the complete disregard yes. for that sort of thing. Which is the problem. Superman, if Superman in that moment should be, he sees Zod pick up the truck, he laser eyes or smashes into Zod or whatever. So Zod drops the truck or whatever. He just gets the truck away from Zod, even if Zod already threw it. Superman then goes, grab the truck, put it down next to it. Yeah. Like a better written Superman would have done that. He Mm -hmm. would have stopped the truck so it did not explode. Because regardless of, really regardless of the situation, a tanker truck exploding in the middle of a city is not usually a good thing. Yeah, no, it, 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 there could have been people hiding behind them, taking shelter, just someone running down the street at that wrong time. Yeah. Someone in the truck. In the building. In, in the building. Even like a block away. Like that's. It, it's still yeah. a problem. The, in during that fight, you see they don't show any people around because they don't want to remind you of that sort of thing. But then they do immediately remind you the next movie when it's like, oh, there's people all in these buildings. Why wouldn't there be? It was yeah. broad daylight. Yeah, in a busy city. Yeah, it, it, I didn't. Why would there be that many empty buildings around? And not one point during the fight. That's why Batman in that movie, even though it's 
I don't like yeah. out outside of the comments, the beginning of that uh, that movie where Bat where Bruce is running through Metropolis. Yeah, that's I, really that rules. Good. That's actually yeah. very good. No, but I I'll say it again as a person who enjoys the character Batman <laughs> outside of the universe. I don't think Batman should be like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go kill him. Yes. Um, but but were you a person living in the Zack Snyder? Oh yes, I would understand Batman scene where he's like, "Yes, I have to go kill this guy." I'm like, "Yeah, did you see what he did? He didn't. Not for one second was he like, oh, uh, maybe I should check for people around me. Maybe I should make sure I'm taking more shots than my surroundings.' Yeah, or I mean, plus I don't know. I think I heard." up in alaska he like destroyed some guy's truck for basically no reason <laughs> yeah i know he fucked that guy's truck up we should kill him batman <laughs> i want to talk about that because yeah that guy was a straight up <laughs> asshole he was the worst but like he didn't do a crime he was just a drunk asshole so destroying his livelihood yeah. and presumably leaving him stranded in a small Alaskan town for a while. That's a moment with most, that's one thing uh, I really like in a bunch of superhero stuff is kind of that, like, it's not a power fan. Well, I guess it's a power fantasy for both, but it's the person in it realizing the power fantasy, getting one over on assholes and stuff like that. I really like that. That is not a Superman thing. No. In Shazam, when Shazam throws that kid's truck into the air and destroys that kid's truck, that makes total sense. It's He's a, a kid, little boy. It's a kid who's in who's like like immature, yeah. immature, and has this power. No, Superman. To be fair, Superman could have done something. It just did not have to be that drastic. Yeah, but also the character of Superman is not. The character I want to see do that so yeah I if if the guy poured the drink on Superman and everything and just and when he just stays there and takes it I I that was totally fine that was like pretty Superman like Superman he's gonna protect others but he's not gonna get angry it's not a pride thing yeah yeah, a guy's being an asshole to him but the minute if he poured the beer on the lady then yeah Superman would it would make more sense for Superman to do some sort of like petty vengeance for it. Yeah, it, it would make sense for Superman to get justice for that lady. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes more sense that way than it does mm-hmm. actually. But uh, anyway, I do like that we're doing our, the reverse our, of last. Yeah, episode. we did our in the Superman. We talked heaps about Batman, and now we're talking heaps about Superman when we're supposed to be talking about Batman. Okay, uh, Batman. What, were what are some of our about? favorite Batman? like things media obviously movies okay yeah media Uh, my prime batman is the arkham games i think those are when i think of batman that's what i think of because before my other prime batman is batman the animated series yes because that's just pinnacle batman but the arkham games take those it's basically like what if we took the Arkham, if we took the animated series and updated it, modernized it, made it more, a bit more realistic. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I just really like that. I like a lot of the character designs. It's got the I don't voice. like all of them. Yeah, no, I, I like a majority, a majority of them. But then 
like every once in a while someone will show up and i'm like oh don't like that but uh for the most part they do for a the really most part job yes. at it uh it's got the voices the the voice of batman and joker mark hamill and kevin yes. conroy uh, uh flip I, those though respect uh not respectively oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Although, what an interesting alternate universe hmm. look i'd like to see it i'd like to see maybe like in an interview or something or some bonus features them trying to voice other characters yeah i think that I think would that, be fun that, that would, would be, be cool. a fun cool thing to see um but yeah it, it, there's a lot of details in that game series why i'm like yes that is best batman mm-hmm. for me um but I love most of Batman. I love the animated series for sure. Oh, yeah. That, I think I personally like Batman a bit more, like the character of Batman, a bit more in the following Justice Leagues and Justice League. Yeah, animated. I think they definitely do a little more to sort of, I don't know, they sort of concentrate him down. Yeah, and with him interacting, because in animated series the only people he's interacting with are alfred robin and batgirl Mm -hmm. and some james gordon but uh with him interacting with this whole team of different people you kind of see like you get a better angle of him reflected through each of them yes and i i really enjoy that i i agree uh i just started re-watching those shows uh with uh, my girlfriend uh, and it's very nice to see, um, like, to see how it starts going from, like, Batman the Animated Series to there. Even in the oh. first episode, you can see that he starts in one place and eventually will grow into another place. Yeah. And that's no, great. It's, it's awesome. And uh, I, I really like the differences between uh, Batman Animated Series and New Batman Adventures. <laughs> I like how you see everything grow and change a bit. I like a lot of designs a lot more. Like I like that Batman. Like when I think of animated series Batman, that is a Batman I like picture in my head. That suit and everything with that Robin. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is some character. I don't like the change in the Joker's character design. He had a much better... Uh, one in the first go um scarecrow had a really good improvement between those two <laughs> things definitely uh, uh i don't like the batmobile as much on that one though the first animated series batmobile is kind of like the batmobile it's, it's iconic it's, yeah it's amazing although like it is so a piece of fictional art like obviously it is but with a lot of oh. things they make the Batmobile as like fantastical, but as realistic as they can kind of get. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's fair for modern movies and everything. But the Batman 89 Batmobile is a lot like the Oh, it's a lot like it. Batmobile. But um the animated series Batmobile awesome is and... so long. Oh yeah, it's so long. Like I, you know, aesthetically, it's pleasing. I, I like mm-hmm. it. But like thinking of that thing driving down oh, roads. Yeah. That no, that's why because 
the eight Batman 89 Batmobile was long too. That's why it needed a grapple hook <laughs> to, to turn, turn corners. <laughs> yeah. I like it. one thing I really enjoy in that is both Batman and the Batmobile couldn't turn. Yeah. Batman they both. Turn his neck, so he had to turn his whole body 90 degrees. Yeah. And the Batmobile couldn't turn. So it needed a grapple hook to take a corner and loop around. <laughs> no. What if Batman also couldn't turn corners and needed to throw a grappling <laughs> hook around things to turn those? Hmm. He has to come. He has to come over corners at a full pelt to get the momentum. <laughs> yeah. to pull him to around. then swing across the corner. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Batman media, like we talked about, a, when you talked about your favorite, that's a lot of my favorite stuff. Yeah, so there's not a whole fair. need to sort of retread that sort of uh, ground because I love the Arkham games. I love the animated series. Mm -hmm. uh, but one that I quite like that we didn't really cover too much, but we did refer to it earlier is Batman Under the Red Hood. The yeah, animated, we, we did uh, talk a bit about yeah, it. Yeah, we alluded to it earlier. But yes. Um, but there's something about that film that makes it sort of stand above basically i mean i love a lot of the dcau yeah and the just regular standalone animated films but there, there's something about that movie in particular that makes it sort of stand above the rest of them yeah when i'm listing my favorite of those animated movies that's always at the top if not the top of the list yeah and i don't know there's something because it doesn't have a lot of what is sort of the recipe for a great batman thing like mm -hmm. it doesn't have kevin conroy it yeah doesn't have mark hamill like it's it's not super inspired by the animated series or even really the 89 mm -hmm. uh, movie it's really its own thing for the most part which i think does it for the better especially it's its own thing compared to the comic that it's ostensibly based on Oh, yeah. Because the comic, uh, A Death in the Family and then Under the Red Hood, those two comics separately, but they, they mm -hmm. have a through line, um, are good. They're definitely seminal pieces, but they're definitely... They're nowhere as compact or succinct. Cohesive. Yes. Yes. They're like, uh, Under the Red Hood is good in everything, the comic. Uh, but like it connects a bunch to like Batman Hush and yeah. a bunch of uh, other things. Even connects to like Superboy Prime. Mm -hmm. and, oh uh, yeah, they, 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 I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this whole reality changing thing. You need there's a bunch leading up to it, and I don't think it's the best build up in it mm -hmm. and whatnot. But I do, and same thing in Death in the Family. It's got the whole like uh the joker wants to become an ambassador so yeah. he gets diplomatic immunity and then he like brings back joker's mom and, or, or not uh, joker, jason's Robin's, yeah jason's mom and like not really sure who his mom is like he's wearing that saudi arabia garb for some yeah, reason it's it's such a big moment in comics that but when you look at the surrounding of it, it's a bit weird, goofy. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit lackluster. But especially like hearing about it and uh, like as as you're growing up, talking about it when you talk to people about comics, it comes off as a lot more grandiose and mm -hmm. important part. And when you actually go and read it, it is that it is. But there's a lot around it that it's like, hmm, that's a weird decision. Yeah, and I think a lot of the, especially as of late, a lot of people talking about it and how important it was and how good it was was actually their idea from this movie 
Yeah, I mean that opinion did come before this. Movie. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Um, because like that's when Red Hood came around, and like it was a big moment for Batman to lose a Robin like yes. that. Uh, it was like a big moment in his history, like that one and Killing Joke, where Barbara was paralyzed, mm-hmm. are kind of like the two examples you point at when you. you say what's a failure of batman right and that sort of brings to up to me uh death of the family uh which from most accounts is like a pretty good book i wasn't super into it when i read it um i don't even know if i actually read it because a lot of the i didn't actually read a lot of the new 52 stuff like i would hear about it Mm -hmm. and talk about it and then look into it a bit and then that's sort of it and that's sort of built my idea of new 52 mm-hmm. and everything i tried uh when the new 52 was well new to mm-hmm. keep abreast of everything uh i tried to read as much as i could and most of it was garbage like it was yeah. just, it was a uh, it was a ship without a captain it had no idea where it was going and it often went into pretty bad places yeah no that's fair um i do think i remember i i don't know if this is an actual true thing that uh i think or feel or it's just something that keeps happening or it has happened and i've sort of repeated it a couple times is whenever there's a new event like that uh with dc or uh, i've only really been old enough to appreciate it since like new 52 and whatnot Mm -hmm. but i keep thinking Oh, all of this is kind of real crap, but Flash is going good right now. And then, like, right after I have that thought, Flash gets, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. I, I get like, that. Like, I feel like that happened with New 52. Recently with Rebirth, I'm like, oh, Wally's back. They're doing all these big things with Flash and everything. And then they start going into the different forces, like the Speed Force oh, and I... different characters and kept trying to tweak the mythos and a lot of people like that and i understand being excited for oh it's a new thing it's looking at different things but it's just something i'm not into yeah uh i'll just you know go on the record as a lot of the stuff scott snyder put into the dc universe i personally am just not a fan of no i I'm not a lo- fan of a lot of re- uh, late Rebirth. I kind of liked it in the I beginning. I liked the beginning of Rebirth. Yeah, the beginning because... of Rebirth brought me back from not being into it with the new 52. Yeah, it, it, it felt a lot like, okay. A return we... to form, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I liked it in the beginning. Then they started moving towards the later stuff, and then it moved into Dark Knight's Metal. Which, which when... I personally when it hate. first came out, I was like, oh, this sounds like an interesting idea and everything. Then, like, I sort of saw the ideas form and I'm like, oh, I do not like this. And then it dragged on for far too long. Batman who laughs stuck around way longer than he needed to. And, like, I get why he's popular. He's got a cool design and on paper he's an interesting foil to Batman. I just, I don't know. It felt like like they'd sort of given up and they were like, yeah. just do whatever. And then especially after where Dark Knight's metal leads into death metal, when it starts going into uh, a lot of the people becoming, especially Batman who lasts these powerful gods and Wonder yeah. Woman and they're fighting each other and they start talking about 
intense metal and oh uh, can we can we dip into energy. the metals real quick uh, look, especially you could you go ahead and have a little metal rant yeah okay that uh, bat metal they started getting into uh, this sort of big arc of the different metals in the dc universe being like a major key factor and one thing like that that could be a relatively interesting idea it's not like a bad one necessarily but they started getting into a lot more of them and one thing that just stuck in my crawl something that i just hated was uh meta humans the, um, <laughs> the name for people with abilities based on the meta yes. gene that has I been around since like hilarious. the 90s i think it did come it came out first in invasion mm-hmm. which i don't remember the exact publication date but i know snapper car was cool in it and he wasn't around for very long meta human which has been around for a long time they were like no it's actually metal, metal human. human i whoever was writing the name <laughs> down just forgot the l i guess you know, it's probably it's probably Snyder, but you know, whoever was writing that at the moment was like, "Oh my God, I've unlocked something <laughs> genius!" <laughs> you, guys, 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 everybody gather around. <laughs> so you know how we have meta humans, right? Metal humans. Oh, you're right. You just add one L, and right? then metal humans. <laughs> yeah, metal human is such a asinine just. Oh, it's like a phrase that does psychic damage to me. <laughs> like I could very easily, like we joke a lot in the comic, like in comic books and even just in the wider pop culture zeitgeist that, oh man, the nineties are so goofy. Oh, I, I love goofy nineties. It's, it's, I love that extreme <laughs> teen nineties flavor. I, I'm not a fan. Uh, there it has its charm in some places but i can very easily see yes in the in the decades to come people talking about now right now in comic books with the same sort of like humiliation and mockery no i know exactly not even decades maybe one decade we started talking about how shit the 90s were well we i was a young lad <laughs> yeah but people, people started, started talking, talking about, about it how shit like the 90s were mid early 2000s already Fair. which is about a decade ish yeah and so i mean we've talked about how shitty we actually this did involve me i was around but in general uh people have talked about how shitty the new 52 is mm-hmm. basically since it started yeah, um, but people do seem to be into this whole the death metal and the bat metals and stuff. I mean, like that. they, they keep doing it. So hey, if I got to sit through a death metal or a dark metal just so that comic books as an industry and a concept survive the modern day. Look, I'll, yes. I'll cop that. I'll cop that on the chin happily. As long as you're giving me nuggets of stuff that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Or mm-hmm. I I like what's going on with this character. As long as I have something to grasp onto, I'm fine. My biggest thing since Rebirth uh, was, oh, hell yeah. Like, I don't like a lot of this stuff, but at least Wally West is back. (laughs) But then immediately they decided to turn him evil like twice in a row into like a murder yeah like, oh uh, man did i want my boy like, wally west back like uh with future state which they're doing now mm-hmm. which uh i've started uh it's 
currently at the time of recording uh going like ongoing yes. and i i've tried to keep caught up with it i'm not super into it um i don't know it does a lot that i don't think is is very good yeah i have it does I've, do some cool stuff i'm not gonna like just hate on it I, I i've looked into it and whatnot like i've looked into the teen titans and whatnot but i haven't really read anything um i do want to see where they go where they take it after future state with uh what is it infinite frontier yeah uh i think a lot of what you see like at least marketed and whatnot not everything am i like into but it, there's a good number of things where i'm like oh i'm curious how that turns mm-hmm. out uh that so is fair. after i'm not i'm probably not going to be looking into much of future state at all unless i hear mm. one specific thing that's really cool that i'm like oh i need the context of that yeah. but uh with and- infinite frontier I'll, I'll probably get into it from the get like i was saying um it's not like it's all bad. Like I do think uh homeless on the run Batman without his gear and money and, and everything is an interesting concept. It's like a I could see that being a, a, a decent arc of a Batman comic. Mm-hmm. Um or like uh I don't know. A lot of it I'm not okay, like super into. But like I read uh Swamp Thing uh Future State and that was pretty good. I mean it was a little a little boring, but you kind of, that kind of comes with the territory of Swamp yeah. Thing, which Swamp, is fine. Swamp Thing is definitely a character where he does cool things, and it's cool to see him, but when you're just kind of following him as a character and whatnot, it, he's he's not the most engaging. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your on a given definition of engaging. Like, he, yeah, there's very little action in Swamp Thing. But, like, mm-hmm. in the Vertigo, uh, Alan Moore... Uh, swamp things uh comics he's not necessarily like the most action-packed guy but because alan moore is a very good writer he makes just like listening to swamp thing talk and think to himself interesting yeah Yeah. no that's fair and i'm not saying that just his character yeah like as a whole is always like that but when they're just trying fill up swamp thing comics it, he's not one of the ones that's that why i don't I, think he works super well uh on a team like i thought it was cool he was involved with the justice league dark but mm-hmm. i don't think he works well as like a team member on that because that's just not really his biz yeah know? and when he does like fight and everything he's kind of too powerful yeah he, that's it's this whole thing he's not a fighting character he's He's far too powerful to be that. You know, he's mm-hmm. more than immortal. He can be anywhere in the world at a given notice. Like, yeah, it's kind of a similar deal. Uh, but I think this character does the action stuff and whatnot is more. Uh, There's a better balance there. Yeah. is But uh, it's like Dr. Fate, where. I like the idea of them as this big, powerful entity character or whatever that you're like, oh, this is a point in the universe. Uh, don't want to fuck with this person because when you do, it's, it will be bad. Mm-hmm. But they're more kind of just something that's there, not something going out fighting yes. people. They're not out headlining um like team books or anything like that yeah even though both of them have yes but i don't know i just don't think that's where either of them would be at their strongest at least character wise yeah and i think if you are doing that with dr fate 
it's real awesome when they do it for the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. He he fits really well with that team and their aesthetic and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. One thing that really bugs me about Future State, especially because like I get it, it's not specifically designed to alienate well, long-time readers like New 52 did. Mm-hmm. But it is still designed to attract new readers like New 52 was. But as an existing reader, I don't understand the timeline that's at play. I don't think I think I don't think there is like I don't think it's in a set period or like an actual thing. I think it's a bunch of I think it's like an anthology of possible futures. Okay. So not each character necessarily connects to the same like uh, timeline or is even in the same. Pe- I could be totally wrong about mm-hmm. this. This is just how I thought I understood it. But like, so like you could have Batman, future state Batman. There's two separate Batmans and one's much more Batman beyond S and one's more like. But those do exist in the same universe. Those yeah, do exist at the same time. That's what those connect and everything but then you have um uh what's and that's much more in the well no because i guess that's in the future um uh, i'm having a hard time thinking of an example of a character uh, that's in future state uh, <laughs> one example uh is superman what's the deal with superman uh, there's john superman mm-hmm. uh, and then in a completely separate deal there's connor superman uh, who's with the Suicide Squad. And then, way in the future, in a Wonder Woman comic, there's Superman of, like, super so far in the future that, like, the Earth is no longer super populated. It's just the mascara. Swamp Thing is, like, the last tree, and he's dying. Yeah. I, Superman I, shows up, and he's, like, got a full white beard and a Captain Mar- Shazam-style cape. Yeah, I, I think it's, like possible future anthology i don't think which i think it would have been more interesting if like yeah bill it as that then yeah yeah it could be a possible future or whatever but i think if they said it as one thing this could be the future of the dc Mm -hmm. universe uh i think that would have been much more i think that would have been more interesting but Or, or at least if you're gonna do anthology make that apparent like they did that just after, uh, uh, I forget which crisis exactly. I want to say Infinite, but it might have been Final. I'm pretty sure it's Infinite, mm-hmm. where they did the uh, Legends of the Dead Earth annuals, where they had Wave Rider specifically almost curate potential futures or alternate yeah. realities. And they made that structure apparent and relatively easy to understand, where they don't do that with this. Things seem to be just happening without really yeah. much connection to each other. Yeah, like, and it's just enough connection to where you question if it's connected. Yes. Be clear. Either it is connected or it isn't. That's either way is fine. Yeah. But let me know. Uh, I actually am surprised they went for, like, just a future deal and not a big, like, what if multiverse event mm-hmm. because how it ended how death metal ended and i guess uh new front or infinite frontier is beginning 
is the multiverse is a big deal right now like it's being reborn yeah it's essentially and, a, an infinite crisis a final crisis yeah so like i thought it would be a good chance to be like oh let's show what that means what's going on in yeah those worlds and whatnot which this could be if they are anthologies of different possible futures that just means other worlds in the multiverse mm-hmm. which it could be fine i don't know yeah um I did. I I don't know how I feel about it until I see the outcome of it, but I did think it was kind of the detail of uh, there's this whole multiverse thing going on, and 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 this might be old. No, actually, it was just death metal, but uh, one person that they can't get figure out where they're at that is missing is Dark Side. I'm like, oh, that's could be a cool thing where they make Darkseid like a big threat without giving him like, don't make him into like Batman who laughs too or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm also like, oh, but I'm kind of burnt out on Darkseid right yeah. now. Yeah. Plus, he does show up in one of those comics, the one uh, where I mentioned Superman has like a big beard or like, not a big beard, but like a beard, full white and a Shazam style cape. Him and Wonder Woman are in that comic, and Darkseid just flies to Earth and kicks the shit out of Superman for like mm-hmm. most of the first book. Yeah, but like I said, I think this is only like a possible future. Like this is a what if type thing, but it's not like multiverse worlds. I I, I don't know. I they're not. Well, that's what I mean. I don't know if yeah. that's the case. I I think that that would be fine, but that's the my whole point. They're not they're not being super forthright with that information. Yeah. Cause it doesn't seem like any of this is going to lead into infinite frontier, but then they're like, Oh, but in infinite frontier, everything's canon, everything mm-hmm. matters. And like the multiverse must still exist. Cause the whole plot of the future state suicide squad is they're on earth three. Yeah. The multiverse does exist at the end of death metal they were discovering new earth they're mm-hmm. like uh i think they built a they Justice had like the League, world forge and uh to specifically deal with these new earths and everything it's all these being reborn i think they did that because they needed a place to put wally because like nobody really knows what to do yeah. with them at this point yeah because they're like, oh, we could just have two flashes going around. Which they've done for a while yeah. and was fine. There's a lot about uh, particularly death metal and stuff that I just like getting back to Batman in death metal. Uh, I guess the the reveal that he was dead the whole time, keeping himself around oh, the Black Lantern yeah. could be cool if you're of a certain mindset. But the thing that gets me is that's specifically not how Black Lantern rings work. Yeah, it's not. If it was, if it did bring him back to life, then for one, he'd look like a zombie. He'd right. be all zombied. He'd want uh, to tear people's hearts out. He'd want to tear people's hearts out, and he'd want to be making more Black Lantern. Right. Which he doesn't. That's like none yeah. of what he wants no, to do. The Black Lantern ring in that, if I recall, just keeps him alive and gives him the power to make more zombies. Yeah, he can. He uh, he brings like a bunch of Gotham like dead bodies alive to yeah. fight for him like no. if you wanted to do that just have him be the embodiment of the black like have him fuse with necron 
that mm-hmm. that could explain that yeah and it's not like you not doing crazy shit like that anyways yeah exactly like you're already doing that kind of stuff i don't see why how i feel about infinite frontier right now is i'm hoping for the best and but expecting the worst to mediocre uh i think that just about covers it i think it does that was all only about batman (laughs) yeah obviously (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening bye-bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.